This is Sunday 16 Presents. Welcome to episode 32 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 Podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name today is Gabe Sachs. But just for today. Just for today. Why not? This is a special day. Oh, it is. Do you know is. what today is, Gabe? Wait, this is uh, a special day. It, it feels like someone very important has a birthday. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm just feeling it. I... You lost me. Who is that? Who would be that? I can't think of anybody. Whose I, birthday is today? What's it rhyme with, Jeff? It rhymes with <laughs> Graham. That's... <laughs> wow! I was just waiting for that. Uh, we want to start by wishing our patron, Graham, a very happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. He was soliciting birthday wishes on the Sunny 16 <laughs> podcast, and I pointed out that his name is an anagram for the word meager. <laughs> of course like who wouldn't know yes. that right so those were my sentimental birthday wishes to Graham Graham we love you yes we do without that Graham we would not have this platform we to spew we wouldn't even be here that's what I think we would not no yeah. we would not no so happy birthday dear Graham we sang him a song last year this year we're not doing that not this year but no we're sending tons and tons of love so Here's what we got to start with. Yes. People may have noticed that we're a little late on this one. We, this is the first one. We are. We're a little late. I would say this is the first time that we have been sincerely late with a podcast, and we are super late. We like, apologize. I apologize. Yes, we apologize. More. Gabe, would you like to talk about your <clears throat> recent ordeal? Yeah, I got a little thing called um, COVID. My adventure, I will just tell you briefly. I won't go into... All details, but it did knock me out for about a week and a half, and I'm very happy to be back. All right. Well, you seem good. You look great. <laughs> and it's Your 32. I'm, I'm excited that it's episode 32 because we've got important Episode stuff. 32. You know, we usually start by reflecting on the number 32. Do you have anything oh, I, to say about... Wait, I, it's not like I, every week I'm going to have something, but I might. <laughs> Um, do you know what happened in 1932, Jeff? Uh, that's between the wars. Yes, but, um, but it's it's sort of photographic related. Um, I don't know. What the would that Technicolor be? camera was invented. Wow! Hey, that's a good one. Come that's on, very that's something. And in the process, like so you know, everyone, all the people are going to come to me and say, "No, it was actually 1933 or 1934." I'm sticking with 1932 at the moment. Okay, that's a also. Good one. I like that. 32 years ago in Ooh. that in that world still yes. the, still the number 32 the first <laughs> consumer digital camera was marketed in the u.s called the dicam model one and would nice. you like it first of all let me tell you how powerful it was how powerful first of all it was 995 dollars okay oh okay cheap internal storage one megabyte wow Aperture range 4.5, f4.5 lens, and it really, that was it. That was 1990, okay. ladies and gentlemen, but that's 32. 1990, and, 32 years ago, and, I like uh, it. And Mag Magic Johnson's number. Okay, there I go. That There's was your, the first place I went. When you, you hear go. 32, you think Magic Johnson. Of course, okay? of course, of course. And on the theme of magic, oh. it's time for a magical... 
mailbag. The mail has been piling up. We love and that. And there's a lot to get through. Many of our faithful correspondents have checked in. I want to start with a superstar correspondent. Mr. Anal Mystery wrote to us. Oh, How about awesome. that, Gabe? I love that. We love that guy. Anal Mystery says, Hope you're well. After introducing you to the Canon Sure Shot Multitelly, which we are going to talk about a little later in today's broadcast, I thought you might be interested in another great shooter. This one is the medium format Pentax 645N and NII, I guess that's N2, compact and easy to carry with fantastic fast autofocus, comes with a whole bunch of manual and autofocus lenses, can use Pentax 6.7 lenses with an adapter, oh it gives gosh. serious bang for buck, makes medium format easy. As a fast street portrait shooter, and who knows more about that than Anal Mystery, this is a real lifesaver. Oh, I'm writing it. They're getting down. hard to find outside of Japan, where they were very popular as wedding event shooters, but are totally worth the effort. Made till 2001, so they have good new tech in them, and they feel quite like a DSLR, so rush out and buy one. Oh, my goodness. And he goodness. attaches some pictures, which, in classic Animal Mystery fashion, are gorgeous. Do you know this camera, Gabe? I don't know this camera, but this is the kind of thing that excites me, because I have to tell you, I was, I, I, which we'll talk about later, the multi-telly, but I love getting tips about new cameras like this, especially medium format, because that's not, you don't, you don't associate easy with uh, medium no, format all the and time. No, particularly like as a fast street shooter, the couple of these portraits that Anil has got here, this beautiful shallow focus, these, I mean, my God, really great stuff. Anil, you're our hero. Thank you for <laughs> the tip. We appreciate it. Angus Kirkpatrick, no. Wait oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy, here we go. Angus Kilpatrick writes, on the subject of, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Um, uh, Biking with your camera. Hey gang, question for the podcast. I'm just getting into film photography after years of tinkering with digital. Most of my photography is taken on bike rides. I have a Sony RX100 that is so easy to put in a jersey pocket and take fun photos with. Yep. I'm now the proud, loving owner of two Nikon FEs, you know, in case one breaks. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, you know I understand that. Of course. I'd like to ride with one in my basket bag, but should I worry about my delicate, question mark, mechanical electrical camera? If I pad the bag, am I good to go? Jeff, how do you carry a camera on your bike rides? Thanks, folks. Love from Vancouver, BC. Gus. We love Vancouver. Gus Kilpatrick. <laughs> oh. Should I field this one? Oh, yeah, totally. You're, you're, the, you're the cyclist and you're the uh, photographer on the cycle. Have I talked about my bike? I have a very special bike. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one way to put it. But yes, you should go ahead and talk about it. I think our English listeners will particularly appreciate this. This is the only bicycle that is made in Her Majesty's United Kingdom. It is the Brompton, ladies and gentlemen. The folding bike, it's a masterpiece of contemporary design. I first became aware of it on the television show W1A. <laughs> I met the creator of that show, John Morton. He actually owned one and he sold me on it. I got this, I used it as an adjunct to my road bike, and I loved the Brompton so much, I gave the road bike away. Now, a Brompton has <laughs> wheels that are about one foot in diameter, hmm. and I am six foot seven. So I look like a circus bear on this bicycle. Dun, 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 I don't dun, dun, care. I know. Wait a sec, wait a sec. So, le le first of all, I, yes. but let me make this clear to listeners. We have not been out cycling together. 
So I no, have not seen this, but are you the guy who actually takes the bicycle out and unfolds it? Like oh, you're, yes. you're the guy who unfolds the bike. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This bike folds to a size about the size of an old-fashioned hat box. It's a miracle how interesting the fold is. I only bring this up, guys, not just to hype the Brompton, but also to say it is a very brittle ride. Okay? That's the only thing. Okay? It doesn't have... It has a suspension, but the ride would not be characterized as smooth. Right. Okay? Right. In spite of this, <laughs> it has a carrier bag on the front. I just throw a dish rag in there and drop my camera on top. Oh. I have never worried about the camera getting jostled. The only thing is that sometimes if the camera has a sensitive shutter release, it will inadvertently discharge while it's in the bag. Well, that's so not so bad. Lights. I mean, look, if it doesn't break the camera, I think that's the first concern. But, yeah. but um, a dish rag, um, I have not heard of as a uh, as camera padding that's sufficient. Nope, just... Nope, I don't do anything special. If, like, with a Canon AE-1, for example, has a locking shutter release, I don't remember whether FEs do. I have a feeling they do. Right. The only precaution I would suggest is maybe if you're going to be riding for some distance, lock the shutter release so it doesn't discharge in the back. Probably a good thing, yeah. Yeah. I've ne- I mean... Listen, if you're going to wipe out, you're going to kill your camera. But you bought two FEs, right. smarty pants. Right. So you're going to be fine. Right. That's what I would say. So, Angus, ride. Ride, Angus, ride. <laughs> Am I doing like, dance, Billy? That's it. Is that's that Billy it. Elliot? Go, yeah. Billy. Yeah. Billy Elliot? Yeah. Okay. Phil Kokoschka writes, kind of wondering is the subject line. Jeff and Gabe, as one of your original and constant listeners, thanks, Phil. I love that. I was wondering what gives you the most pleasure and or satisfaction within photography? Is it the massive collection of equipment accumulated over the years? Is it that one camera or lens in your possession, Alpo 11SI, the Rolly 2.8, or that 35mm Sumalux on the M6? Is it taking out the cameras to shoot regardless of the subject? Is it the clicking of the shutter, winding on the film? Is it darkroom work? Would you be just as happy taking out the camera and shooting it with no film in it? Is it just handling an exquisite piece of machinery? Is it the anticipation of viewing the slides or prints coming from the film lab? I, my have been trying to decide what gives me the most pleasure and have yet to figure it out. Hopefully, with help from your responses, I will be able to come to some conclusion. By the way, episode 31 with Sissy Lou was great. What an inspiration she is. She is. We really, she was fantastic. We love Sissy. One of our best guests yep. ever. P.S. Still waiting for that Rolleiflex episode. Gabe, field mm. this. What gives you the most pleasure and or satisfaction? I think it's a combination of things. Number one, is something you said uh, within that email, which is interesting to me, I also like the ability to have a choice. Like sometimes I'll go, like right before we're recording, I went and looked at some of the cameras that haven't gotten a lot of love lately. And I love the idea that I have a choice to sort of go take, that's exciting to me. It's like, go, oh, oh my gosh, I forgot this old Nickermat or this old Lycaflex, you know, to take out and just see what would happen. You know, I haven't used yeah. it in a long time, but I love the feel of it. And then I forgot how much I love the feel of it. That and I think I obviously love taking pictures, but I really love the moment that I get them back, either getting prints back or seeing my email that the lab has sent the pictures back or the link to see the pictures. That's very exciting to me. So I I sort of I love those things the most, I think. Yeah. 
You know what a lot of those things have in common? It occurs to me just listening to you talk. Hmm. The element of surprise. Yes, yes. I think one of the things That's that distinguishes analog photography from digital photography is the element of surprise. You can study the zone system. You can have a symbiotic relationship with your camera, but you will never precisely know what you're going to get. Totally. If you're trying a new film stock, if you're trying a new lens, if you're trying a new camera, if you're trying a new lighting circumstance, I find that it is deliciously surprising. And like you said, getting the film back from the lab, there is always a surprise. There's right. always something unexpected. And I think that is why I stay with this medium. It's that I like the perpetual surprise and delight. Sometimes it's a bad surprise, <laughs> right? But... Listen, more often than not, something delightful happens that you could not have anticipated. Right, and you never planned on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I would say. I love that. C.B. Adams writes... (laughs) You know, he he butters us up. The subject line is, how much do I love thee? Oh, wow. Look what he does. Look at that. How much do I love I dream of cameras, he says. Hmm. So much that I played the entire number 29, including the excruciating It's Canon Now portion (laughs) as a lifelong Nikon person. It is a credit to my character that I listened through the entire Canon discussion. From my high school years through journalism school, there were definitely heated debates, Canon versus Nikon. I towed the Nikon party line. As my camera bags, hey Gabe, notice bags is plural, (laughs) will attest. It's a bit like the truck bubba's debating Ford versus Chevy. Absolutely true. Here in the Upper South, I see a lot of those window decals depicting a youngster pissing on either a Ford or Chevy logo. (laughs) I myself have a 74 Chevy Custom 10, but I won't put a decal on my window any more than I will continue the Nikon versus Canon silliness, especially since neither brand still makes film cameras. I am too far into my Nikon photographic journey to invest in any Canon gear. I do have one Canon camera in my collection, the camcorder-looking Canon Fotura. Oh, 35, wow. 105. You know that yep, weirdo? Yep, you know the one? That's fun. I he sends a picture of it. I picked this more than 10 years ago because I thought it was cool looking. I don't shoot with it much, but when I do, the photos look great. My only quibble, and that of others, is the six-volt, two CR5 lithium battery right, requires. Right. It's also a conversation starter, though really any film camera is these days. Keep on trucking, CB Adams. Listen, if the only Canon you own is a Fotura, no wonder you're... <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Uh, I was just listening to the Shutter Brothers, Uncle Jonesy's cameras today, and there is a love letter to the Canon FTBN in the latest episode. Right. Wayne Setzer rhapsodizing about oh, wow. his FTBN. CB, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> how are you going to know how good Coke is if you don't try a Pepsi? There you go. Come on. There you go. All right. But thanks for the email. Hey, look, Rolf Tessum. Rolf is addressing this to you. This is not to me. Uh Uh-oh. He said, Gabe. Yes. Great number 31. Here are some samples from the baby Rolly. Did you see this? Yes, I know. I was delayed because the film transport broke. Yeah. So anyway, he basically is talking about his experience shooting the baby Roloflex, and he sends along some images which are lovely they have a beautiful vintage feel to them i don't know whether it's the film stock he chose i guess oh the first one is portra 400 the ones right. in provincetown harbor right or on the new gold 200 wow are these nice have you used the bebby roly i forget no but this was the kind of thing remember we you know you'd be at the camera uh show and i remember you'd say oh oh yeah that's a baby roly like you yeah. would i would I, you know 
because I thought, oh, you can't get the film and how can you shoot with it? And, you know, I was yeah. always in that mindset. So it's very exciting that it looks like it can be used. And I really want to look for one because, yeah, first of all, it's too. such, I mean, look at that size. It's, it's so cool. And even though I love bringing my rolly out, it's, it's a little heavy. You know, just this is hang. what he says. He actually closes with this. He says, overall, the rendering is more like 120 than right. 35 millimeter. Interesting. With the film area being roughly double that of 35 millimeter. It's an interesting sort of in between 35 and 120, which kind of fascinates me. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to look out for one yep. and we're going to report back because yep. we've both always been fascinated with these. Laz Canny writes, <laughs> hey, Gabe and Jeff. Yes. Just listened to episode 31 with Sissy Lou, and wow, great work. She is so positive and upbeat and inspiring. Really love the interview and vibe of it all. There's some great tips I feel like I'll put to use from her. Awesome. I just want to stop it for a beat because it's the second person to talk. I think it's one of the best episodes we've ever done. Go back, guys. If you have not heard this, just her energy and enthusiasm, it's so refreshing. You know, I think sometimes we hear a lot of sour pusses on these podcasts, and it was just, I think one of the things that really came across was just her passion, and we love her for that. And okay. look her up. Look her up on YouTube, because it's really worth it. Just amazing, yeah. amazing stuff. Really fun to watch her process. All right. So he says, you touched on a few things during the interview that I have feelings about. Hmm. First, camera bags. I only own one, and it gets used for everything. It's an Ona Bowery. That's a nice bag. That's a ah, nice bag. Small, but it'll fit my M3 or my TLR, a flash slash batteries, and a couple of rolls of films, etc. It's not too, look at me and my camera, photog yep. here looking. And it brings me to point two. I think you, Gabe, carry too many cameras. <laughs> I love the freedom of choice, but I'm a one camera, one lens kind of guy. I find I get paralyzed by options and only having one camera makes me focus on shooting more now and less about what I could be shooting. Less FOMO, more FOMA, I guess. I love that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah, go for it. Field it. Keith needs to make me a t-shirt that goes paralyzed by options because that oh, is yeah. exactly my situation if i can't walk yeah. out the door to go to the grocery store and decide which cameras i'm bringing that i'm never going to use during that trip it makes me crazy yeah I, but you always bring more than one always I don't think i've ever always always what if one breaks okay <laughs> all right then he says thirdly box speed is king i like to believe the scientists at kodak are making big bucks to rate my film speeds properly <laughs> That's so funny. I, I love that. I've never believed there's a secret real ISO these films are. There are no big portrait conspiracies to keep the tones from the people. I'm willing to be wrong about this, but for me, Tri-X is 400 all day, every day. I love this. This is so I great. I love that too. I love that attitude. Shoot box speed. Yep. Last thing that has nothing to do with episode 31 is I got to borrow a Leica Noctilux 50 millimeter F1 yes. recently. And... Yes... Did not like it. <gasps> what? Wait. Stop what? down. Wait. It's good old. This is what he says. Oh. I'm just, listen, I just deliver the news. Gabe, all right. Okay. All right. All right. If you want to live Stop with that. Stop down. It's good old Leica. But the vignetting at F1 isn't for me. Kinda I Kind of felt like a really sharp brownie. Maybe this is sacrilege <laughs> and Barnack will haunt me tonight. I think or maybe you. I just didn't give it a fair shake. I'll include a few shots for your judgment. He did include a few shots. I, I, I don't mind the vignette. I don't either. I... Golly. I mean, look, my fastest lens is a 1.1. I like the effect. I To me, it is not an all-purpose lens. No. Like, you don't use the Noctilux no. for everything. No, you use I it use it for, specific it for applications, yes, I do right? it for portraits in a very sort of 
low light setting is my favorite way to use it. But yeah, I've used it yeah. outside, but I love it, you know, low light, obviously. You know, it's interesting. All three of the photos that he includes are outdoors, man. Maybe. Think about portraits or a lower light setting, slower film. You might love Force it. Force yourself to use might that. Might be your favorite new lens. Field. Yeah. But we appreciate the commentary. Next, Rolf Tessum writes, Hey, guys. <laughs> yes. Now that Ektachrome is available as 35mm motion picture stock, I'm thinking about buying 400 feet and spooling it down to 100 foot lengths. To do that right, I need a set of rewinds. And I think a couple of split reels and whatever they call the thingies that hold the reels onto the spindle. Thingies. This is ambitious. Yeah. All of the rewinds I see on eBay are antique junk. If either of you runs across a set, preferably a set that can be clamped to my darkroom counter versus permanently mounted, yeah. I'd appreciate a heads up. I think Moviola rewinds yes. were slash are the ones most recently in use in film editing rooms. Wow. Okay. This is a big topic. Uh, first of all, don't know anyone who bulk loads color in any scenario. Color slide film? You're going to bulk load, man? Yeah. Who boy. Okay. He's the adventurer. Help. Listen, if you, if any of you guys have a lead on this and can help Rolf out, he's Rolf Tessum on the Instagram or get in touch with us. But uh, wow, that's an ambitious project and I'm very interested to see what comes of it. Our penultimate email. Yes. Roberto Martinez, Across the Roll on Instagram, yes. says, Hello, I wanted to write in... I don't know what voice I was doing there. <laughs> Hello. I don't know what that is. I wanted to write in about a predicament I am having. Hmm. I am a new and young teacher in my school district. Yes. One of the older teachers has taken an interest in my photography hobby, amazed that I am still using a film camera. So much so, they have recently lent me their Canon AE-1 oh. that hadn't been used in 20 plus years, and I fell in love with that camera. I love this. All right, you ready? I love this yeah. part. My question is, how do I best convince him to gift me this camera that deserves to run free and take pictures? I have already gifted him a print of a photo I took with that camera, and he has since offered to let me borrow it at any time. That's the best. strategy. Roberto. That's the greatest strategy. Go for it. What is the keep strategy? What is the strategy? Keep making prints. Keep sending prints. Keep giving him things that you've produced with that camera. You know, I, I think that that's the key. I think that's the key. So it's a sustained campaign of psychological warfare. Yes, exactly. The only way this really works, Roberto, is if he says, you know, you really should keep that camera. You're doing such extraordinary right. work. Right. right. You really should keep it. The other thing would be to save his life. I mean, like maybe yeah. push him in front of a car and then, then save, pull, him back pull him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's at the last idea. minute. Or you just um, write in the script that says, uh, I should really give you this camera and just hand that to yeah. him and let him read it. And then you just say, yeah. thank you. And hey, psych. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, I like Gabe's theory. Do good work with it. Sustain good work. Keep giving him pictures. He'll say, hey, you keep it a little while longer. I'm not using it. Exactly. The other thing is, well, to think about is the, uh, think about the psychology of your victim. Like, is there something he likes? Like if oh, he's a cook. Get him something. Exactly. Does he want a cast iron pan? Right. Okay. And you're like, hey, man, I have a great idea. I saw you eyeing that cast iron pan at Williams-Sonoma. What if I buy you that pan? I, I'm all for this. All right. I mean, I'm already, you got you to yeah. get, get that camera. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I totally agree. Listen, if that camera is inspiring you, I have an AE1 now and I'm really enjoying it. Go absolutely do the warfare and win. 
Kieran Richardson writes. Yes. Kieran says, hi again, Jeff and Gabe. Loving the latest episodes, the podcast is gathering complexities and nuances. Oh, my goodness. Like a fine wine. Thank you. My goodness. Is it, though? Is it, do- <laughs> is it doing that? Okay. You say so, man. The Sissy Lou episode was simply amazing. Look at that. One third of our emails praising that episode. It was enchanting listening to Sissy and reaffirming to hear her go through the same thoughts and feelings when we shoot and when we think, do I need to buy that other camera? It's always yes. Come on, let's be real. Sissy Lou, you're a legend. Right. I am also moving back home across the country from Port Hedland in the Pilbara region of Western Australia to Toowoomba in the state of Queensland on the East Coast. Gabe, let's hear that Australian accent you're so good at. Yeah, I'm so bad at it. I don't have any. See, I'm useless. You, <laughs> I am currently. You are the accent. I, you're the morning no, show guy of our show. No. You are the morning all. show guy. Oh, man. I am currently on a 12,000 kilometer, 7,500 mile for you imperialists, road trip home along the west and south coasts of Australia, snapping along the way. Good for you, man. My goodness. I look forward to your episodes each fortnight as they make the miles fly by. <laughs> he says. I have not been home in 12 months oh my goodness. as a result of interstate travel bans due to COVID. So I've had to shoot with the cameras I have with me and not with any of the cameras I've bought in the last year that I've had sent home. Oh my goodness. Having my shooting restricted to my Minolta XDS and Yashica Electro 35cc yes. has actually been pretty great. Oh, nice. Isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah. He says that he's gotten to know these cameras over the last six weeks. He's put 25 rolls through them, and he thinks he's better off for it. Isn't that interesting? So he said, I wanted to froth over these two underdogs as I'm beaming with pride at their performance so far. His Minolta has a 50-millimeter F1.4 Rokor. Nice. Breeze to use, swapping between aperture priority, shutter priority, and metered manual, a flick of a switch. He loves that camera. The 35cc is a fixed-lens rangefinder with a six-element 35mm f1.8 Yashinon that is aperture priority, auto exposure only. The viewfinder is crazy bright, easy to focus. It even has slow slash over arrow LEDs in the viewfinder. I don't think I knew that. I didn't either. Anyway, he's rhapsodizing about this camera. He goes on for a while about it. This is very interesting. Anyway, he said, my somewhat waffling and biased Minolta slash Yashica propaganda has a purpose. (laughs) To remind you guys, the teeming masses are madly awaiting your hot takes in the branded episodes of these namesake manufacturers. Minolta and Yashica. Okay. All right. I also have a request. Oh. That your Aussie listeners write in with their recommended film camera repair slash servicing techs as I have a camera or two I'd like to get CLA and I don't know where to go. Gang, Help a brother out. Yeah. Okay. Kieran, I would also suggest you contact Matt Murray, who probably knows more about this than anybody, or Lucy Lumen. Both of them are Aussie shooters who probably have good And in the right place. Well. Right. They're there. Yes. He said, I also wanted to give hope to those down under that have to buy most of our gear online. He found a really good looking Rollacord VB in a secondhand shop. Oh, my God. And he sends a picture of oh this thing. Oh, my goodness. It looks immaculate. I love that. Wow. I mean, it looks brand new. And there's not a mark on this thing. Gorgeous. Wow. Kieran Richardson, on the Instagram, he is shooting underscore old underscore glass. Thank you, Kieran. That concludes a healthy mailbag. Fantastic. Gang, 
We appreciate you writing in. We appreciate the patience of those who had to wait three weeks to hear their emails. <laughs> but as always, please email us. We love hearing from you guys. We love guidance for future episodes. We are starting to stockpile topics for the coming batch of episodes. So any suggestions are eagerly solicited, including the long-awaited return of Marie Nikondo. Oh, my goodness. Please, Marie. No one's home. No one's home, Marie. It's going to happen, I'm telling you. All right. Having moved past the mailbag, we're going to pick up on some of our recent adventures. I want to start with Gabe, who had two major shooting adventures before he was put out of commission. First of all, that day-long shoot you did. Yes. Tell me, let's start with that. Talk about what that was, how you did it, who it was, et cetera. I want to hear all so about that. So this is very exciting. So there's an Australian actor for our Australian friends named Brendan Thwaites, uh, who is a wonderful, wonderful actor. And his, again, Tej Herring, who we love, uh, is his publicist. And they needed to get new artwork for him. And he's also doing a new album. Mm. And so it was very exciting. It was, I packed up, you know, just a couple cameras. You know, just a few little things. Uh, you know. Be more specific. Okay, so I packed about <laughs> eight cameras. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, look, I I was gone For all one day? all day. I was gone all day, and then we shot in Venice. We shot at the Sunset Marquee Hotel. It was so much fun. I mean, I shot both film and I shot digital, and you know, something really interesting because he's a wonderful actor. He's recognizable, but. We also had the luxury of a security person with us the entire day, which I've never had in my life. Oh, yeah. Well, how, how'd that happen? That was well, something the publicist yeah, that just, it just Yeah, so we're shooting in Venice, California. And usually I have my foot in the camera bag. <laughs> right. So it doesn't, and ready to run. But yeah. uh, I just could put my camera down and just shoot all the time. Never had one issue. It was so much fun, but... I've never shot that many images in a day. I probably shot 20 rolls of film wow. and I probably shot a thousand <gasps> digital shots. I mean, I was so excited to be doing it because also Warren Baker, who's an incredible stylist, was styling yeah. the shoot. So he had all this stuff oh. and, you know, he's just so talented. So I was really excited, A, to meet him. And then he provided all these amazing looks so i didn't even have to think about wow. that edge and and everything just looked great so you know so we had all the stuff and makeup and hair and it was it was a How real much luxury scouting had you done in advance? i knew i knew exactly where i wanted to shoot him i mean i just knew it first you of all just had i knew how many it. places sunset marquee there's beautiful gardens within this at the sunset marquee hotel also in his room there's a balcony and there was a bed and there was like a couch and there was guitars and it just that was great that was easy and wow. then we, and then we made the trek over to the west side and we went right to venice i knew where i wanted to be i want to be right in the heart of it i want to be by the skateboarders i want to be all the yeah. stuff that you sort of you think of but it's uh and then under the pier i want to shoot under the santa monica pier which i love shooting and we just shot everywhere and made you know on the street on the sidewalk you know in good areas and bad areas a lot of lots of texture and it was really really fun i mean i just i did loved you it. run out of time 
did you have too much time? No, we. I, I it... mean, I could have shot forever. We got, we wow. shot from uh, nine around nine thirty a.m. till around six thirty a.m. And then Brenton oh. was very kind and took us all out to dinner at this restaurant, Ospi. If any of you know it in Venice, it's absolutely one of the best yeah, restaurants the place ever. Yeah, great. And, and it was just a great night. That is a long day. Did you break in the middle at all? We for did lunch have a very short lunch, but it was fine. Everyone was up for it. Like, Brenton's so kind. It was not like, you know, he was so up for it. Like, what do you want to do? And it was, it was great. It was like no attitude and... He was really enthusiastic and, oh, I love film and he loves shooting wow. film too in Australia. And, you know, he's shooting Titans in, in, Van in, sorry, in Toronto right now. And he flew down for the shoot. That was very wow. exciting. Flew down for two days. Which that was camera got used the most? Which camera got used the least? I use the Nikon FM3A. I use oh, the Leica yeah. M6. I used the... Roloflex. Yeah. I used the Contact 645 AF. Oh. And for digital, I used the Sony A7 II. Yes, I'm still using the Sony A7 II. Yeah. Right. With the Sigma 35 1.4 ART lens and then the Sony 55mm 1.8 lens, which I love. And that was it. That wow. was it. That was That was the excitement. So... Those are what I used the most. And I had, of course, backup cameras in case all of them went dead. Yeah, There you go. Oh, let me ask, before we move on to the other big shooting experience you had. So you were sifting through something like 1,300 images? More? What are you saying? What is that What is that like? It's horrible. Like how, it's horrible. How long did it take you to days. sift through all the... It took days. Wow. And the issue is this. I need a better setup. Okay, I, I, mm. I've talked to other photographers. I see how they do it. There's actually a program that lets you go through the images much faster than I do. I unfortunately load everything into Lightroom, which is not the way to do it. And I'm yeah. going through image, 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 image. And um, it takes a long time. And I'm, you know, obviously very picky. But they had never, ever in the history of them doing shoots with photographers were given that much imagery, ever. Wow. It's just not, wow. it doesn't happen. They told me, they said, this doesn't happen. Usually you get your images, you get to choose them. Maybe you get 10 choices or 20 choices per setup and that's it. And I gave them hundreds and they were so excited and they're using them for many different things. So oh, that's I, wonderful. I was very happy to do it. And that sounds really rewarding. Yeah, that's it was really great. great. It was really fun. You also went to a pink party. Oh, my gosh. This was your other shooting experience? Oh, my gosh. This was so much Compare fun. Compare contrast. Let's hear about this. What <clears throat> okay. was this other event? First of all, Retta, who's an amazing actress and comedian. Wonderful. Which I'm sure Hilarious. you've seen her. She's so funny and so smart. And, you know, Retta, we have a bunch of mutual friends. Besides Tej, who is also her publicist. Yeah. But Retta knows my friends from the LA Kings. She's also a big LA Kings fan. And we were repped by the same agency and stuff like that. But she's this type of person that is always charming and, and very funny. And she's one of those people that, <laughs> that'll do something at a party. And you just go, oh, my God, I love this person. So <laughs> we were at a big agency party, right? And what she does is she takes her phone out and she goes through Wi-Fi or whatever she goes. And she sees who's around her. And if it says Gabe, <laughs> if, it's, if it says it's Gabe's phone, she'll send some random message. Like, what are you looking at? Why oh, are you drinking great. like that? 
and you just look around like a moron. You're going, who's writing this? Who's it? And she's just laughing. Oh, Retta's fantastic. fantastic. Anyway, oh, anyway, I, I was very honored, seriously, to be invited and to take the pics I take. You know, they had a photographer there who did, um, I did some sponsorship stuff and also did, you know, you know, those, the, there's a real skill to that party photography stuff. I'm taking more snaps, you know, I mean, they're cool, but there, there's a real, there's a real skill to the pros that do it. And I admire them and I love to see the work they do. So I'm always going to get sort of a different picture. So what yeah. I was doing is more like what I did with fashion week at the parties and just put a flash on my, you know, M10 and just go shoot around and shoot everyone at the party. And, and it was really fun. And it was really fun because I knew so many people there. So sure. it was really fun. You know, Angela Kinsey and Barbie Ferreira, which, which I shot in New York. Yeah. That's why I was there. Of course. So uh, Barbie was there with her friend Ben Evans, who's a great artist. And it, it was just a, a terrific time. And it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was just everyone, you know, all these things start from the top down. Like Brenton was so kind. Everyone was kind, you know? Yeah. Retta is so funny and kind and nice that everyone, you know, it was just having a great time. So it was really taking pictures there was was a lot of fun and they had a photo booth and it so anyway so that was my other big adventure does anyone get weird if you show up at a party like this with a camera over your shoulder not no 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 it's not i mean look if i didn't know people oh, there yeah, i knew everyone yes. there so it wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't a weird you know, it wasn't a weird yeah. thing for people who knew me to see me with a camera. It was like, oh, there's Gabe. Right, of course. Okay. And and that was sort of the same thing in New York. If it was, you know, interesting, at the party after the Met Gala, one of the parties that they had in Manhattan, I had my camera and I didn't know if they were going to let me in because that's, they don't know me, but they were fine. Like, as, as I went in yeah. there, they figured I was with, you know, Barbie and that yeah. that group of people. So that's where I was, you know. It was a lot of fun. But those are two sort of real events that are not things that I could sit and sort of relax and go, okay, now I can do the setup shot. It was really just, I hope I get some stuff. I really yeah. hope I get some stuff. Cool. All right. Well, that's excellent. Very I love fun. that. Very I've fun. never done anything like that. And it was so much fun. I just, it's interesting to hear you talk about. It. All right. My adventures oh, have been yes. travel. I have been traveling a lot. Since we last recorded, I did a trip to Philadelphia, and then I did a three-stop trip where I went to the Florida Panhandle, an island called St. George Island, which mm -hmm. is opposite Apalachicola. Oh, for of course, you obviously. Fans. Who hasn't been obviously. there? Obviously. Yeah. Then I went to Boston and saw a bunch of my Boston friends, and then I went to New York City. Oh, and say so it slowly. two major... Yes, I know. It was extraordinary. First of all, I want to talk about packing for the trip because it's very interesting to hear you talk about <laughs> we're very different in this regard cameras let me tell you gang okay you guys know those who are longtime listeners to the podcast know that we have a lot of choices of what cameras we could bring on something like this i did all of the trips that i just described with one <laughs> camera what if it broke I don't know what I would have done. I don't think that way. One camera. That camera was the Olympus XA4 Macro. 
You know what I'm going to say. I mean, I'm just going to tell you. What are you what are you going to say? Here is the problem, okay? <laughs> the problem is this. Everyone knows out there listening that if you have an XA4, the only yes. person who makes it look good is Jeff Greenstein. I I mean, I, I'm, I'm yours sorry. Yours has problems. I'm, yours has you problems. You get the greatest shots out of that camera and I am so excited about that camera when you use it. And for me, I'm like, I'm going to throw this so hard at a wall. Yours has problems. Yeah, it has problems. You got to take it to our secret guy <laughs> and get it fixed. Right. So, I let me tell you something. Okay. I have a lot of choices when it comes to travel cameras. For a long time, my favorite travel camera was the Leitzman Ulta CL, which is still pretty damn great. Yeah. Okay. Then for a while, I liked the Rolly 35 or the Petri Color 35, which are kind of similar. I have landed on this Olympus, and I will tell you why. I love that lens. Yeah. It is a wonderful wide lens and for travel photography, but it's also a macro, guys. And it's pretty fast. So loaded with film of a decent speed, there are very few shooting circumstances I find myself in with this thing where this camera can't handle it. Right. It also has a flash right. that you can stick in your pocket and attach only when you need it to. It's got the built-in slidey cover so that you don't ever have to think about a lens cap. You can literally put it in your back pocket. And you're not walking around with a big advertisement that says, please steal me, because people most of the time don't even know you have a camera on you. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I some There were definitely times I wish I had brought one of my Goo Goo Gaga Super Super cameras. I wish I had done that. Sometimes I wish I had the Alpa over my shoulder. Absolutely true. But would I have gone for a ride on a city bike with the Alpa <laughs> in the front carrier bag? No, no. I would not. No. Whereas having that camera just in my inside pocket, I could pull it out and snap, shoot with one hand. I got great results. And I will tell you, I shot with FPP's Color 125, which is a film that they don't make anymore, so don't go looking for it. Wow. It's also known as Svima 125 from our dear friends in the Ukraine. I adore this film, and I had been saving it for a special occasion, and oh, is it special. A mid-speed color negative film that just has such a beautiful palette. And then the last half of the New York trip, I shot with new classic EZ400, which was given to me by Mr. Gabe Sachs, which I think is Fomapan. <laughs> right. Got great results with that. This camera did everything I threw at it. It was so damn fun. I want to hear from those out in listener land. What is your favorite travel camera? I'm not sure we've really borne down on this particular topic. No, it's like, a great Do topic. you have a favorite and why? Yeah. And do you bring six cameras? Because I never will. I mean, sometimes I think I can remember trips where I brought like a Minox and something else, but I would never bring two like full-size cameras. Right. So let's hear from you guys. What are your favorite travel cameras? What do you find yourself reaching for? What do you, do you have regrets when you're out on the road and you have that little point and shoot? Real curious. Gabe, do you have a favorite travel camera? You know, it's really interesting. If I'm just going to bring a travel camera, I think I'm going to bring the M6 and the 35 millimeter. Interesting. I think that's the camera I will bring. But, you know, just to go out to a party or something or fun, I will bring a point and shoot. I will probably bring, yeah. you know, the T4 or or something like that. I mean, that, that seems like what I would yeah. do. I mean, I, I feel like what we should do is you need to take my 
Olympus XA4 Ooh. and try oh, it out. And because if that works, then I will officially okay put it on the I chopping block. I strongly suspect, mm. based on the last roll I saw, that yours has some <laughs> sort of a problem. All right. Okay. I want to talk about a couple of my stops on this oh, trip. Oh, it's so Where good. I went camera shot. Yes. Okay. I was at leisure for a day and I just decided to go for a walk <laughs> in Philadelphia. And of course, my destination is either going to be a bookstore, a record store, or a camera shop or an art museum. But in this case, it was such a nice day. I wanted to be outside as much as possible. I went to Unique Photo in Philly. Okay, now they have a branch in New Jersey as well. But I went to the one in Philadelphia and guys, this is a great shop. Wow, was their selection great. I saw, it's still on their website, guys. So if you've been jonesing for one, this is your moment. Oh my goodness. An Alpa 10D. Oh, I re- oh when you sent that very, picture, I was so excited. That was so cool. Uh, this is the only the second Alba I have seen in person at yep. a camera dealer. It is on their website right now at a very reasonable price. Okay. Wow. It's body only, I think. I think I'm right about that. But <laughs> I think they also have the lens. But wow, was it nice. I liked that a lot. They had some other wonderful exotic cameras. The people there were helpful and solicitous. Lovely little shop, not far from Independence Hall. Philly guys, go there. And then, of course, I did not buy anything at Unique Photo. There's a couple of things that I bookmarked that I'm still thinking about. Okay, I had to go to B&H. Oh, my dream. I was so jealous this entire trip. Now, B&H was wonderful. It was crowded, okay? So I was really worried about whether I would have time to stand at the counter and kibitz with the salesperson. But this, <laughs> My favorite. Fortunately, the lines thinned out enough that I was able to talk with the gentleman behind the counter whose name was Michael. He was very nice. And we talked probably for 15 or 20 minutes. And then I started to see the line forming, so I had to get out of there. And it's always interesting to me. I just want to talk about this phenomenon because it's something you and I have experienced together. Yes. When you are talking to these camera salesmen about vintage film equipment, there is always this initial standoffishness. <laughs> but then when you start to talk about what your interests are, oh yeah. If you say the right thing, magic words, they will begin leaning forward. Like when I said, "Do you have any Alpa gear?" Oh, boy. The guy was like, "Who?" Then when I said, "Do you have the 40 millimeter lens for the Olympus OM?" He got such a twinkle in his eye. Oh, he good. said, you know, we don't see that one. That's a real rarity. And anyway, then we were off and running. Right. And we had a great conversation. And they had, had the, as usual, amazing equipment. I bought a camera. Okay, wait. I've got to talk about the thing I didn't buy. Yes. I did not buy a Konica. I believe it's called the Konica Reporter. It is a Konica rangefinder camera that shoots pack film. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, is it sexy. Very sexy folding camera. So beautiful. But I could not buy it because I already have a folding rangefinder. It's a Polaroid 195. What do I need this for? So I didn't do it. But what I did <laughs> buy is... Dun, da, da, da. They, had, they had a Canon 55mm f1.2 in uh, FD mount. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I bought this thing. It was very reasonably priced. I bought it home, snapped it onto my AE-1, and oh. It's such a wonderful compliment to the 85mm 1.2 in FD mount, which I also have, which has skyrocketed in value since I bought it many years ago. I love these fast lenses. 
Ooh, is it fun. So, so it was great. great. And B&H is wonderful. Gabe, somebody told me <laughs> that you bought what could technically be called a half-frame camera. Uh, what <clears throat> is happening? Excuse me, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? Uh, what? Okay, oh. we alluded earlier to... <laughs> we alluded to... <laughs> The SureShot Multitele, which is a camera that Animal Mystery first turned me on to. Yep. I bought it. I love it. It's secretly a half-frame camera. I am given to understand that you may have a... What? That can't be. What? I did. I what? bought it. And I, ha- I have to tell you, I took it on a shoot. And I loved it. I did not use the half-frame <gasps> situation, oh, okay. so as I'll it call as it yet. I used it as a full-frame pointed shoot. I used okay. it as a full-frame. I will use it next as a half frame what? and you gotta tell you i was i please it's just gonna be a brief diversion from my mental state it's only because wow. i had covid that i'm gonna do this no oh. i uh i'm very excited to try it and i first of all i love the full frame shots out of this ridiculous camera that i wasn't expecting anything from i was expecting nothing and i love the shots did you I got. find that did you like how it handled i loved it yeah, it's Simple. nice, right? Simple. That little cuckoo clock thing. Yep. Like it opens, yep. the lens cover protrudes the lens, yep. retracts <clears throat> the lens, and closes it every time you shoot. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. But I find that the autofocus on that thing is pretty reliable. Yeah. I was and very happy with I it. I like that little lens. Okay. Yep. Well, I was very happy. Next, tune in for our next episode <laughs> when Gabe will tell us how half a cookie tastes. Oh, boy. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about a little, speaking of acquisitions, a little adventure I had. How much have I complained on this podcast about the insane cost of copy stands? Oh my goodness. And they are insane. Look, I'll be really honest. I, you know, I have that old thirst that was my old and larger from high school, I believe. And then um, I've used it as a copy stand, but then I see all these cool copy stands and they're, they look, they are very cool looking. But then I see the price and I go, this can't be real. I mean, this is more than the camera. What? Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand yeah. why these things are that yeah. expensive. Yep. It's insane. I copy stands that go I understand the ones with the lights built in. No, I that know, are used but for still... copying. But it's still it's a board and it's a stick and it's a knob. Why are these things so expensive? And I Spent a lot of time pricing and looking and looking and pricing. I even purchased one of these expensive ones, but it was so big. The right. thing I had had a three-foot column. And what I've been trying to do, I think I have talked about this a little bit. I wanted the perfect kind of compact copy stand to go in this area behind me so that I could set up the camera dactyl mongoose to do high-speed film scanning and just leave it up all the time. Oi, well, <laughs> my search is at an end. Because you alluded to the Durst. Yes. The enlarger that I learned on was a Durst F30. That's it. Which is an Italian compact enlarger primarily aimed at 35 millimeter. I think you can also get a carrier for 120. I had been looking around for a Durst enlarger, but on eBay, even if they're selling at a reasonable price, the shipping is atrocious. Like oh, the, the enlarger is totally, seventy five bucks, totally. but it's one hundred and five dollars to ship it. So I knew I was going to have to find one locally. Yep. Went on the Craigslist. Gabe, do you know this is the first thing I have ever bought on Craigslist? You're kidding! I had no first idea. First thing ever. Wow. 
See, I see a Durst. I correspond with the guy. He's selling the Durst and a ton of miscellaneous photographic equipment. Oh, my goodness. And the asking price was $75. Oh, fantastic. That's I amazing. I went down there and I bought it. And look dun, at da, da, da. this. Look at that. Such a beauty. I cleaned it up. I put a little thing thingy, on it. Thingy. So I can, a little thingy so I can precisely position the camera. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm so happy. It happened. It's a beauty. So, so gang, here's the thing. Don't pay 250 bucks for a copy stand. Get an old enlarger. It's too Durst expensive. is perfect for yeah. this purpose. Yeah. World's cheapest copy stand. Guys, if you have other ideas for cheap copy solutions, oh yeah. What do you guys do? Do you use copy stands? Those of you who are doing using digital scanning, are you buying the thing from Negative Supply or something? Huh? Let Lomo? us know. Let huh? us know. What are you doing? Let us know what you're doing. I regret to inform you, Gabe. Yes. That Polaroid is at it again. No. Come on. What could they be doing? Ah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Big sigh. A collab. Oh, boy. With Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> that sounds like a Fashion Week camera. I am so enraged by this. Do you know how much the Polaroid SX70 Saint Laurent edition is no seven hundred and thirty oh my gosh why why are they doing and this? do you know how much the polaroid instant film film it's just black and white sx70 film with a black frame the saint laurent black frame edition do you know how much that film is no. for eight shots no seventy no dollars what would be the point of that? Just because of the packaging? My blood is boiling. <laughs> I can feel it from here. Polaroid, what are you doing? Oh, please, focus oh, on pack film, please. Please, focus on yes, pack film. Yes, thank you. Or just make S670 film better. <laughs> Anything. Help us. Okay. Speaking of Polaroid. Yes. Okay, and on the lighter side. See, I'm not a hater. No. I'm a lover. I'm not a hater. Right. I want to talk about the greatness of another of our Sunny 16 compatriots, Ms. Claire Marie Bailey. Oh, my goodness. Have we, have we talked about how great Claire is on this show? First of all, she's great, and her work is just outstanding. Absolutely amazing. Claire operates primarily in the mode of Polaroid and primarily through self-portraiture. She also has made, I believe, Super 8 films. Yes. She did an amazing video for one of my favorite musicians, the Welsh singer and songwriter, Gweno Saunders. Claire is just insanely talented and imaginative and does these self-portraits, which are so evocative. And her mastery of the Polaroid medium is extraordinary. We're going to assume, because you were part of the Sunny 16 family, you're already aware of her. But if you're not, go look at her website and her Instagram. She's amazing. She posted a picture called Memories of Summer, which is an overhead shot of Claire in one of her outfits in a pool. And I just loved this image and i said in the comments i said this is amazing boy i would love to hang that on my wall claire sent me a print Ugh. claire sent me a print it's beautiful beautiful it is and i believe it's an inkjet print from the polaroid sx the original polaroid sx70 and i believe it's about 10 by 10 inches i had it framed i am looking at it 
now. It's beautiful. It was just a reminder that art on your wall is awesome. Yeah. Guys, print out your photos. I mean, this is a beautiful work of art by an artist that I respect and admire, and I'm so grateful to her for this gift. It's incredible. But you know what else is great? Printing your own stuff or doing swaps with other photographers. Oh, I, I, let me talk about that because I love that. I think Go that, for it. I wanted to get your take. I have to tell you that going to these, some of the times at these beers and cameras events, which you know I love, Yes. Uh, there'll be photographers handing out zines or things that they've made or prints. And I absolutely love that. I just think it's it's so personal and it's so yeah. exciting to see other photographers' works. Uh, you know, I love it. I just think it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, I wonder. That may be something we want to get involved with at some point. Yeah, no, I, I love swap. that. I also love when they... You know, yes, print swap, but also the films they use. You know what I mean? There's so many films out there that I don't know. I just haven't used. And, you know, it's interesting because Trev Lee, uh, who we love, uh, yes. Trev, you know, posted some stuff of some different films he's used and different cameras. And that stuff just blows me away because I'm like, what is this film? I've never yeah. heard of this film. And, you know, he gets a lot from Film Photography Project and it's beautiful like you know his work is beautiful as it is but it's so fun to see these different films being used and he also when we did that trade for the m5 and the roloflex he sent me a couple of his prints and it was like the greatest gift ever wow i just love isn't it. that wonderful yep, i, I love, love having this on my wall it makes me so happy yep make prints guys please make prints and share them with your friends rounding out what has been a very fast-paced hour <laughs> I want to revisit something we may have talked about a while ago, but I was out shooting with this camera today. Mm -hmm. What if I told you that there was a Nikon camera that you could buy for under $50 that has the 35 millimeter F 2.5 lens, the same lens, which was on the Nikon SP and helped to make its reputation. The same lens that helped Make Nikon an international sensation. What if I told you you could get that camera with the lens for 50 bucks? I will not believe you. You gave me this camera. I did give you that camera. And you can get it? Is that true? Nobody wants Nikonos cameras. They are cheap as chips. And this lens, okay, this is actually the lens. Because I neglected to mention that when I went to B&H, the other thing I bought was a 28 millimeter f 3.5 lens do you know how much this lens was a nikon 28 millimeter guys 40 bucks you're kidding for this lens which is in immaculate condition i was invited to a friend's house in malibu today and i was like what camera am i going to bring to the beach what better than this guy i'm not going to submerge it but Look at this. It's not going to get sand in it. I mean, I'm not going to worry about... I mean, unless Barbara Streisand wanted to go swimming, then you would submerge yeah, it, right? Uh, then, yeah, then I right. would. Okay, but yeah. Are any of our friends out there shooting with Nikonos cameras? They're a miracle. I really want to see guy. the pics you get out of that 28 millimeter. That's Well, you exciting. know, when you gave me this, this was a gift from my dear friend mm -hmm. Gabe. You gave me this on the eve of July 4th. Yes. And I brought this and shot a fireworks display with it. And I was gobsmacked by how great this little lens is. The base model comes with a 35mm f2.5. It's exactly the same as their rangefinder lens. Interesting. From the Nikon S series. Same formula. 
I have verified this. Yep. I was running my mouth when I said that before, <laughs> but since then I've verified it. Any Nikonos shooters out there? Yes, Tell us. it has no rangefinder. Yes, it has no meter. Who cares? It's bulletproof and it's got Nikon glass. Ain't nothing like it. Love that. That's my tip for the day. Gabe, any other final thoughts before we round this out? I really don't. I think there's going to be some more adventures in the coming weeks that we will be discussing on our next show. And we will we will also be having some interesting guests coming up as well, which I'm very, oh, yes. very excited about. Yes. We are continuing to cast the net wide. Yes. For people beyond the podcasting community, <laughs> people whose voices you may not have heard before. Emboldened by our adventure with Sissy Lou, we want to continue doing that. Yes. But we're very glad to be back. Gabe, I'm so glad you're doing oh, better. Oh, I'm so glad I'm back. Much Thank better. you so much. We I feel missed much better. You. I have missed your company and companionship. Missed all of you. I'm glad you're back in action. I am back. All right. As always, you can find us on the Instagram at I Dream of Cameras. You can find Gabe at Gabe Sachs. You can find me at S. Jeff Greenstein. As we said, email us at idreamofcameras at gmail.com and go to idreamofcameras.com for all of your merchandise needs. It's spring. Yes, Why it not is. Why get a Dream Why Team not? t-shirt? Suit up. And... I guess the final thing is thank yous. Who do we have to thank? Can oh my gosh. We... The amazing Keith Greenstein who gives us our look and the also equally as amazing Fred Corey who gives us our sound and our sound bites. Very exciting. That's right. Yeah. We've been dropping them in. Oh yeah. There may be a few in this well, one. We'll yeah. see what happens. Lots of fun. It's been a total joy. All right. Take us out of here, Mr. Sachs. So I just want to say lastly, if anyone knows who actually modified Jeff Greenstein's Olympus XA4, please write in and tell me, because obviously someone has. I'm not sure if he sent it to Leica or if he sent it to Sony. I'm not sure, but for some reason, his is perfect. So please help me out here. And other than that, have a lovely couple weeks. We'll see you soon. <laughs>